Congratulations to the Navy midshipmen. I can't buy no more. I can't buy no more. Army, for the second year, has won it. To the winners of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, the great Air Force Falcons. Welcome back to the Against All Enemies podcast. I'm Justin Mears, your host slash moderator, and we have covered Air Force schedule preview, Navy schedule preview, and so this will be our last uh, schedule preview. We'll do Army today before we dive into week one of college football season. Uh, It is week zero, guys. How are you feeling, guys and Kayla? I'm excited. I'm ready to go. So my, uh, my office started a... Uh, pool where we had to pick winners of just 10 games a week oh you're about to take people's Ooh. money uh, i don't know i know how you are I, well i was already <laughs> kind of protesting today because like hey turn in these picks by by thursday uh and your five dollars but they're all week one the only there's only one week zero game on there all the rest right. are week one games right. and i'm like well w- wait a second i was like <laughs> what if the starting quarterback goes out next tuesday at practice like we're doing this this early yeah. people come on yeah that's a that is a little bit early but it is it is week zero. We're excited. The AP poll came out today. Army received the 27th most votes in the preseason AP top 25 poll. Any, any thoughts, guys, on that before we dive into the schedule? 27. I mean, I'm not I'm not too mad about I'm not too mad about it. Uh, I was it's funny because I tweeted out and one of my friends responded. Uh, that she was surprised that Syracuse made 22, which I am surprised because, you know, they had a great season last year, but, like, they haven't had that many wins in, like, since in nine or ten years, so I don't know how they made it to 22. So in a perfect world, I would have switched out Syracuse for Army, personally. Um, but I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with them. I know – I think they were, like, 23 in a bunch of preseason polls, so we were still, still up there. Um, but, yeah, no surprise. Austin, do you have something bad? Yeah, I mean – I'm not gonna say overrated at 27, but I mean, I I I think that's great for them. Like, I mean, yeah. you can't really expect to be a service academy to be a top 25 team uh, as a preseason poll. So if I'm 27, like I'm more than happy. Yeah, Scott, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I I think it's a fair valuation um, based on their success. But the thing is, there's a lot of question marks. I think it's okay. I think that if you were to load them up with the teams ranked 28 through, you know, through 38, I mean, how many of those teams could they actually beat? I mean, we're never going to know that based on their schedule. Um, but I, I think that it's a it's an overvaluation if you're really talking about talent and who has the ability to go the distance. Um, but sure, based on their schedule, 27 sounds fine. Yeah, I mean, I think that they have, like, I don't know, who, who could not be happy with, with that? Who think, I mean... The Syracuse thing is because there's only one other ACC team in the top right. 25, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're, the, they're the number one team. And so, yeah, so by default, yeah. And that team that's the number one team plays Syracuse in week three. And so we want that to be a top 25 matchup for a lot of reasons, right? So that's definitely part of that um, for sure. But, I mean, if I'm Army, I'm, I'm happy with that, right? Because, because we – we're going to talk the schedule, but all this gets settled in week two, right? If they pretty much have a good performance in week two, then 
they're going to stay, you know, potentially still receiving votes even if they lose a close game. But if they get blown out, and we're going to get to Scott's opinions on that in a minute. <laughs> um, but if that happens, then they're going to have to wait seven, eight more weeks before they get, you know, get get back towards the top twenty-five. So, I mean, I, I just think if you look at it, so they're twenty-seven, right? Look at the other teams that got votes. Mississippi State, Miami, Northwestern, TCU, Boise State, South Carolina, Virginia Tech. Are you really telling me that Army is a better team than any of those? And that if they were handed the exact same schedule as Army, that they wouldn't do the exact same, if not better? I don't think there's any planet where Army goes into Boise State and beats them on the blue turf. I mean, that's that's just kind of where I'm at with this whole thing. But, I mean, good for them. Not going to hate on <laughs> All right, so we're just setting ourselves up here. So it's going to be a good discussion. So we're excited, though, because Miami versus Florida in Orlando. Austin, you going to that game? Oh, God. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Why would you want to put yourself in that type of atmosphere? Did, I, did you lo- I love the uh, college game day rules. They're like, no signs, no fun, yeah. $100 tickets, right. come on in. Like, Washington yep. State's flag's been there every game for however many years now. Nope. Over streak done. All right, but we're excited though because because week zero leads into week one, so next week will be kind of our regular week. We don't even know what that looks like on the podcast because we haven't had a regular week on the podcast, um, but we have started our, our weekly episodes leading into this, and so we'll figure out what that looks like. But it should be fun because we get to discuss three games. We don't have to, we don't we're not talking twelve games over an hour. We'll get to spend time on three games for th- for the three teams and really focus in on week one, and um, it should be good. And then we're actually going to have technically two episodes of the podcast next week right um as we're going to do our live show from mission barbecue um in the upper upper room of mission barbecue uh upstairs downtown annapolis um on the 30th friday before navy holy cross uh austin and kayla and i will be there for that and that's going to be a lot of fun so we're excited i mean it's just it's that time of year so um we've we've talked air force we've talked navy um, I don't think it's going to take as long to talk Army. I could be wrong here, but um, I think we're going to get you under an hour for sure, Scott, um, just because of the schedule. So before, and this is going to be, I mean, Kayla, we love you. We, we do. And we can have a whole discussion on the independent versus conference versus all this stuff. But, I mean, even you have to admit, Army's schedule is really weak. Like, it's- really weak. It's right. extremely it's extremely weak. And I had said this like a couple of weeks ago when we were first talking about like the beginning of the summer and that's one of the biggest things I wanted to hit on is the schedule kind of sucks. I think that's like a direct quote that I said. Um that's why I'm, and that's why I was kind of upset at putting Michigan so early because after that it's kind of like okay. Uh so what's next? I mean Tulane, San Jose, maybe like Hawaii and that's pretty much it. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty weak schedule. Um, which I think is, and Scott had had pointed to earlier, part of the reason about kind of the poll rankings and things. So I'm not I'm not really impressed by uh, kind of the competitors, to say the least, about that. Yeah, I, I'm curious, Austin or Scott. I mean, I know Scott has, an, I know Austin has an opinion too. But um, just like before we talk like week to week, because I think that is going to go pretty quickly compared to um, the other two, where we kind of have to really think through the matchup um, for a lot of these games. So just like general thoughts on Army's schedule. Um, and I don't know, take that wherever you want to take that. If you want to go down to what this means for being an independent in 2019's you know, route or just what it means for Army in 2019 and what they're going to be able to do. Yeah, you guys run with that. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So Austin. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously it's the first thing that sticks out is 
the obvious two FCS opponents, um, which is not necessarily any FBS's team goal that's trying to crack a top 25 or make it to a bowl game. That's not the strategy to make a, a, a solid schedule. And I know they had some issues with that. I think it was North Texas. Is that right? Who like backed out of some deals. So that was the initial kind of, I don't want to call it an excuse. That was the initial finger pointing, right? But now they've already announced, well, I don't think they, I don't think Army's announced it yet, but Princeton has announced the 2020 matchup, which will also be the second FCS. I think it's five of the last six years where they have two FCS opponents, uh, which obviously for any top 25 team, no matter really what conference you're in, doesn't really bode well for you to um, boost your resume. So a team like Army, hey, let's just get in the top 25 even like an SEC or ACC opponent who's or, or team who's doing that well, that's always going to be held against them in terms of getting to the college football playoff, right? Like, I mean, there's ramifications for that. But taking it one step, one step further, at least for 2019, is you look at Rice, you look at, you know, UT, San Antonio. Like, it's not necessarily the strongest FBS schedule either. Uh, you have the fun matchup with Michigan, and it seems like that's been a, a good um get for the army athletic department with uh, oklahoma as well right like kind of getting the one big name every every year but outside of that it it's tough it's a challenging uh it's the reality of being an independent in 2019 one way or another um but there's army fans that love it there's army fans that hate it i get it uh, i think we've when we were at the academy we kind of saw navy get better and better every single year uh, part of that 444 mantra but this is not exactly that 444 setup and that means, you know, four, win, four, four winnable games, four kind of competitive games, and four kind of, eh, it'd be tough to win. Like, that was kind of the Paul Johnson play, but this is not exactly that. No, I would agree with that. And I think, uh, and I'll give Scott his, I'm going to give him his platform because we've been promised. He said he's most, he's been excited for this, this specific podcast recording for a while now. So I'm going to give him his platform. But I, I think, like, the thing that that bugs me a little bit is, and we've we've well, we've been there, right? We've seen it at, at Navy, um, and we yeah, Paul Johnson had the four 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 kind of model, um, but the whole point was to build consistency, right? Like that's the point. Like that was the 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 idea is like we build a consistently winning program that re- reaches bowl eligibility, is competing for the CIC every year, um, and that's essentially what Army has tried to re- to replicate. And I can just like speak. Army fans will, a lot of them will swear up and down that like they'll never get tired of this. But like I can speak as a Navy fan, having done this not in a conference for forever. And Austin, you can tell me if I'm wrong here or if you think differently. But like it, even in the four 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 model, it's still got with four like legitimately competitive games. It's still got a little bit old. Like it's not. I mean, I don't know. There's just like something about being in a conference and and. The biggest thing that bothers me, I think, is that the arm, the army fan base in general, from what I can tell, um, really thinks. Well, first, there's a misunderstanding of what it takes to get into the New Year's Six, right, into a New Year's Six bowl game, but they think that that running the table is an option this year. That they're going to go 12 and 0, um, and they also think that in doing so, that that's going to put them in a New Year's Six bowl game. Like, how can you leave them out of a New Year's Six bowl game if if, if that's the case, well, they don't have a conference tie-in, so they don't get the G5 game, the group of five game from the highest ranked group of five conference. And so in order to get into a, a game, they have to be an at-large at large bid, right, into a game. And that last year, I think, would have meant they would have had to be in like the top 12 or 11 teams in the country. 
And even with this schedule at 12 and 0, you're not, I don't think you're, you're not going to get that. I don't think it matters. So like, that's what you want. You're saying you want more top. Now we've got top 25 last year. We ended the season at 19. So the next step is like, all right, we have, we're set up to go to a new year six bowl game. And so like, that's what you're saying you want, but your schedule doesn't justify that. But then you're saying you're okay with your schedule. Does that make sense? Like that's, that's the thing for me. That's the conundrum is like, you're saying you want like the next step is you want that new year six game yet. You're also saying like, Oh, leave us alone. Let us be independent. We're doing our own thing. We like our schedule. We're fine. Like winning, you know, 10 games a year against whoever, but those two things don't add up. Like you're not going to get to the new year six game with the schedule you have. Does that make sense? Am I like, you hit the, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. And, and basically I have the exact same kind of thoughts, just maybe a little bit different wording. It, to me, it's that overvaluation. I mean, if you are, and first of all, let me also say this. If you're an army fan and you're listening to this and what I'm about to say, making kind of a generalization about army fans, and you're thinking, what is he talking about? I don't think this way. Then congratulations. You stay far away from Twitter and the microcosm that is the overvaluation crowd of, of hyping themselves up and saying, yeah, we're going 12-0 and 0 and going, getting into a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, I, I think there is also kind of this dichotomy to where I do – I like Army. I like Navy. I, and I, as we've said, a rising tide lifts all ships. Um, it, it's a good thing when they play, when they play well. And so, but at the same time, when you start talking about them, like they're a part of this national conversation, the kid gloves that generally get associated with service academy football have to come off. And we have to talk about them in the same breath that you would say in Oklahoma or Clemson or anything like that and make those comparisons. They're not even in the same stratosphere. I just don't understand where these Army fans are getting off and saying that. And you see these hashtags like, uh, you know, hashtag, Kelvin for Heisman, and you see all these things. He has not put up anything remotely close in terms of stats that would make him a Heisman candidate. I mean, he had it. He had what the first thousand yard rushing season of any Army quarterback or any Army player. Yeah, and it was like fifteen, and it was like fifty ninth on the list last year for the NCAA. Um, I mean, he played, and I think a lot of Army fans probably their memory goes back to just Houston. Um, But he had eighty five yards passing, four for four. I mean, three for five against Air Force, two picks against Oklahoma, and three for eight. And his rushing is always under five yards. He's a he's a fantastic system player, and I think that that's how all these guys are. So I think my main question is is what what do Army fans want? I mean, have some pride. I think really, if you look at the fact that we're only two years removed now from Army just being an absolute trash team. Um, I think that's fine, but this isn't sustainable forever. And also expecting all these accolades, essentially two years into success, it's kind of reminiscent of UCF on almost a more annoying scale to me, just because I guess my, my face is too close to the microscope. So that's kind of where I'm at. And, and, and basically that's really where the issue lies is, is expectations, um, versus reality and valuation. Yeah. And I'm going to give Kayla a chance to, to jump in. Cause obviously we're, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not bashing it. Like, Army, I think it has a very solid. If you've listened to our offensive preview, defensive preview, and even trying to discuss Air Force, Army, or Army Navy in these schedule previews, like I promise you, for a Navy fan, I'm gonna I, like you have my full support, and I, I we watch more Army games than any other you know Air Force and Navy fans in the country, and I watched almost all their games last year, and I, like I'm I'm all in on that de- on that defense, especially on the defensive backfield. I think Kelvin Hopkins is, is, like you said, maybe a system quarterback, but he but he's going to do good things. And so I'm 
all in on them having another successful season. It's just what you say you want and what it's going to take to get there. And then your acceptance or, or will or unwillingness to like speak up, um, you know, about the schedule and, and kind of the ease of the schedule. It's just, it does, it just doesn't add up. And it's just one of the, it's just another one of those indicators of like, can we step back for a second? It's okay to say like, Hey, you know, Mike buddy or, you know, AD athletic department, like, Hey, we're, we're not okay with this. And Scott, you do a good job of that with air force of like, Hey, like there are things about air forces football program and the way Troy Calhoun runs it that I don't like. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not supportive of Troy Calhoun. That doesn't mean that I don't think he's done a great job overall in his tenure as coach, but there are just things I would like to see done differently. There are things I would like to see an athletic department done differently to try and bring more people into Falcon stadium and things like that. Um, and I just don't see that overall from the army fan base. So that's kind of one of, another one of my things. So Kayla, I give you a chance to respond. No, definitely. I, I agree, which is something it's funny. Cause like leading up to the podcast, I was like, I'm always like the super optimistic one. And I feel like they have, have an idea of what I'm going to say, but I think Scott, had it right when he kind of mentioned the comparison to UCF. I think you have to, Army fans don't know if they want to pick between having, you know, that one top 25 ranked, you know, team in the schedule and like holding on to that and riding that victory up until the next season because I feel like that's kind of, um, you know, even I, you know, guilty of this coming off of last season and saying, oh, wow, you know, they did really well against Oklahoma. They, you know, but then, and we can get into this later because Scott and I were talking before, you know, I rewatched the game um, and then rewatching it in hindsight, I'm like, hmm. You know what? It may not be as clear cut as we kind of all see, you know, in, in blinders as as fans. Um, and I think you can't have both because I think part of the reason is, you know, liking the schedule and saying there's comfortability and saying, oh, we, we have the schedule and we can do whatever we want. And we have this, um, you know, one game from a top 25 team. So we can say that, like, you know, we're in the larger conversation of things. But like Scott said, if you kind of want to do that, you have to speak as if you're, you know, comparing yourself to any other conference team with a harder schedule, arguably, and we've already discussed that Army schedule, um, you know, is really not that challenging. So I, I don't think it's too far off. Um, I personally um, kind of just don't know. I think you have to pick Army fans either they're wanting, you know, competitiveness edge or they're going to hold on to this, um, you know, one one schedule team for each year. And, and if they win it or if they get a close close bid, then they're going to ride that into the next season, which if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But like you can admit it. <laughs> so Yeah. No, that's good. I think that's a I think that's a pretty even keel kind of look at it, Kayla. And and once again, it's just like it's just this is our take too, I think. And Scott made a good point of just like we are we get sucked into Twitter. We're on Service Academy Twitter more than anybody else. And like <laughs> um, you know, just what we see from kind of the fan base based on that. And obviously we cover all three service academies. We try and do that as well as possible. We love all three service academies. We want, we want all three service academies to do well. It's just something that we've noticed, I think, from the Army fan base. And perhaps we're just we're forgetting that Navy did the same thing or Air Force has kind of had similar tendencies in, you know, in the past that they have been in a conference for a long time. But um, I'm sure that came across, too, um, when they, for Air Force fans, when Navy was kind of running a similar schedule and went on their streak of, of winning the CIC and all that kind of stuff when Austin and I were there. Um, and maybe it's just, you know, we, we've forgotten that. And, and since joining the AC, you know, five years ago, four years ago, whatever now. So um, let's take a quick break and and then we'll come back and we'll dive into the actual schedule. Does anybody have anything else to add before we do that? Are we good? 
All right, let's take it. Let's take a break, we'll, and we'll dive into the specific schedule um, for Army heading into this year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back to the Against All Enemies podcast Army schedule preview. Um, we kind of just had an overall general discussion on the schedule and philosophy and just what it means to be an independent in 2019. Some of this, you know, I think to Austin's point, isn't necessarily like their fault you know, other than the fact they're an independent. Um, and so it's just so difficult to schedule um, as an independent right now. And when, you know, especially the timing of the schedule and when you can actually get games, if everybody else is in a conference and those conference schedules start week three through week, you know, 12 or whatever, like how are you going to schedule teams? When, when are they going to have availability? Um, so I'm sure they're doing the best they can, but um, we had the kind of that discussion overall big picture of uh, heading into this year coming off of the most successful season in army history and they return a lot of great players and they're going to be a good team i don't know what scott's going to say he might say they're going to go six and six or something like that or six and seven they have 13 games this year because they play hawaii um but that's not the case right like they they have so many winnable games um they're going to have still have a good year they're definitely going to a bowl game um it's going to come down to a couple of the bigger games plus the cic games um so let's dive right in and let's go week one on friday night at our live podcast, we'll be um, we'll be tuning in some to uh, to what's going on. But Army's going to take on Rice in Week One. Um, so, Kayla, I'm going to throw this over to you. What what do we got on on Rice heading into this first week of the season? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know we kind of talked uh, before about kind of Army having this system, and even when I talked uh, to Coach Munkin a couple you know weeks ago, and he said like, of course, you know, play by play, um, game by game, they have their kind of sights set on Rice, but you know, they're ranked six in Conference USA West last season, 2-11. and 11. Um, They're also 0-7 away, and this is at a home game. So I think it's going to be a pretty, like, easy game for Army, I'd say, to win, kind of coming off on the first week. Um, I'm not really worried. Rice also lost to Houston um, last season and also uh, to Hawaii, which are, I think, kind of the bigger players that we were talking about in, in Army's game last season. So um, I don't really see too much of a competitive edge. I have them having an easy win going on to next week. I'm not too worried. All right, so so obviously you have this as a, as a win. Austin or Scott, do you guys have anything to add to uh, a 1-11 Rice team? Two, or Sorry, 1-11 2017 team, followed by, um, I guess, a 2-10 team, 2-11 team, because they played Hawaii as well in yeah. 2018. So they're a grand total of like 3-22 over the last two seasons. I mean, in, enjoy your win. <laughs> like, like, what do you want? I mean, I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure the the Twitter hashtags and and everything and all it's gonna do is spark the the twelve and zero chance or thirteen and zero chance um, nonstop. So enjoy it, I guess. Yeah, and the only reason they weren't cellar dwellers of uh, they were tied for six with UTEP, but UTEP was one and eleven. They were two and eleven. They right. had Prairie A and M week one um, week last year. One, yeah. did. And they did beat ODU, an ODU team that had some pretty big upsets last year um, in the final week of the season. That was how they ended the year was they beat ODU by two touchdowns. Um, so maybe you know an improvement for them. But uh, yeah, I mean it's got to be a W, right, Austin? Got to be a W. 
Yes. Definitely a W, um, which I find interesting in Rice's schedule is after Army, they got Wake Forest, they have Texas, they have Baylor, they have Louisiana Tech, they have UAB. Look at that schedule for them. Like, They might look at that and say Army's their most winnable game kind of in the first five or six. They might interpret it that way. I'm not saying Army's the weakest of those five or six teams by any means. but um, So, I mean, I don't know. They spend all summer long working on the option. That might be the one the one chance Rice really has in those first four or five weeks. But, yeah, Army still gets the win. Okay. So we got Army at one. Who's keeping, who's keeping track? I guess I'm supposed to keep track, right? Because I'm not. my vote doesn't count yeah. in any of this. All right. Let me get out a piece of paper here to keep track. Same paper as last week. Man, so it's going to be eight and four again? Eight and four for Navy last week. <laughs> All right. I don't know about all that. Wins, losses. We got a win for Army against Rice. It's going to be fun, though, because during the live live podcast recording, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to have Kayla kind of jumping in what's going on with the Rice game as Austin and I are talking um, Navy. I think that'll be a really cool element to that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. So we all know, like, Army's schedule – because of the strength of schedule of Army, um, week two is where Army fans are going, outside of the CIC games, is where Army fans are going to hang their hat on this season. Um, so this may be where we spend the majority of the time talking. Um, so let's break this down. Let's break down Army versus currently you know number seven um, preseason Michigan football team. Um, week two in the big house in Ann Arbor. Kayla, what the, what, are your, what are your thoughts heading into this game? Um, you know, I'm I want to say I'm optimistic from you know being the heart of an Army fan. However, I don't see them winning this game. Um, I think part of the reason is having that second game kind of out the gate. I personally felt like it was a little too early. Like I would have loved to see like kind of Tulane a little bit early and then playing Michigan later in the season. I know you know scheduling that's out of my hands in a perfect world. Um, but I think a big thing, of course, also is, is being in the big house. That's going to be tough for them. Um, looking back over, the, you know, the Oklahoma game, a lot of people saying that that was a big comparison. Um, but if you kind of rewatch like, the first, um, you know, first half, it really wasn't until, you know, kind of the second half, Army started getting into kind of the groove of things. Um, also notably is Michigan has kind of like two QBs that they can play with, um, Shea and Dylan, because I feel like, um, you know, we've talked about this before is Kelvin Hopkins Jr. is like, Army going to get too comfortable with him? Kind of what's the outlook? Um, we talked about Jabari Laws a little bit in uh, my kind of like fall season kind of recap over the past couple, or excuse me, camp in the past couple of weeks. Um, and I think that's a big advantage Michigan has too, aside from being just a big defensive team. Um, Army just going to have to play their game over and over and over and over and over again and hold on to the ball, uh, which is what I know they do well. I don't know if they have kind of um, the the secret sauce, for lack of better terms, to kind of hold them until the end because I feel like Michigan's going to come out the gate running and it's going to have Army catching up until the very last quarter. Um, but I, I have them losing. Not by like 30, like Rocky said. Um, maybe by... <laughs> Shout out, Rocky. I'll, yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> um, much love for Rocky, but I don't have them losing by 30. Um, you know, maybe maybe by ten, but I I, I think it's going to be an, an entertaining game. I, I have it as a loss, um, but I think it's just going to be another one for like you said, Army fans to hang their hat on. But it's, especially at home in Ann Arbor, I I just don't see it for them. I don't see it for Army. Yeah, um, I'm gonna get once again gonna give Scott his due, but Austin. So one thing I'm curious to hear your take on too is Shea Patterson. 
um, because Austin, if y'all don't know, was a Rotten instructor at Ole Miss, so he's he's kind of a, a pseudo Ole Miss fan as well. Um, after spending three years in Oxford, um, so pretty familiar probably with Shea Patterson and kind of what he brings to the table. Um, but there's also some other Navy connections, so maybe you want to kind of th- shed some light for those unfamiliar and and talk about Shea. Maybe talk about some of the Navy connections. I can fill in some gaps if necessary. Um, but what are your thoughts on this game, Austin? Yeah, so that's uh, one thing when I look at Michigan. So Shea Patterson, uh, you, if you're a true Ole Miss fan, you think he just kind of left when things got tough in regards to the NCAA investigation. Um, so I don't think a lot of like true diehard Ole Miss fans wish um, for his success. Uh, but I think when you look at how he is as an athlete, as a quarterback, uh, he's good. Like he's a solid, solid quarterback. Uh, obviously, I think when you look at Army's defense, I think he's going to pose a little bit of a test. Um, but really, when it comes down to how this game's going to match up, uh, I think he he's going to be the most talented quarterback that Army faces all year long, and is going to kind of dissect the defense and easily get the win. Um, in regards to the the Navy connection, um, I need you to expand upon that. The Navy connection? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, Sean McGee is uh, is kind of their assistant AD uh, at Michigan. I thought, for were you saying Shea Patterson directly had a Navy connection? No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. No. That's I was like, I don't know no, about no, that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no connection between okay. Shea and 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 I'm, I'm in between Michigan yes. football. Sorry, has some Navy connection. Correct. Correct. Um, so Sean McGee is, I don't know what his title is, but it's like associate AD for football, basically. Um, so he's kind of like um, Jim Harbaugh's, you know, go-to guy um, for recruiting and all that kind of stuff, player development, all that stuff. So he's 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 up there now and um, was at Navy for several years, is recruiting, played at Navy. Um, so that's part of it. Michigan's defensive line coach, Sean Nua, right, who just spent several years at Navy as well, went out to, I believe, Arizona, right? Is Arizona, Utah, somewhere out there. Uh, Arizona State, right? I think he went to Arizona State um, for a year, and then now he's at Michigan. Um, and so those are just things that I think are important to point out because um, they know Army. Both of those guys do. Um, one from a coaching perspective, um, one from a player and kind of recruiting perspective, and you can absolutely take it to the bank that, that they've been relied heavily on going into the season, knowing that week two – um, after taking on Middle Tennessee State, that Michigan's going to take on Army. Um, and so it's just another tidbit to throw out there is like as this game progresses and we get ready, yes, we expect both teams to win week one and go into this game week two, and Army fans are going to build this up as they already have, um, is there's other things outside of just the talent on the field that I think will impact um, this game and, and give Michigan more of an edge than, than maybe they already have. So yeah, one one thing I should have expanded on. If this game was later in the season, I think Army would have more of a leg up because Michigan is going to have a very difficult schedule in the Big Ten. They have like a top ten strength of schedule. Um, well, Army's on Phil Steele's anyway. I think is like the third one twenty three. This is one twenty eight. One twenty eight. I think okay. this is Phil Steele. Yeah, Phil Steele has them as the third easiest schedule in FBS. It has Michigan ninth. Um, but obviously in week two, that's not really coming into play yet. So, yeah. Um, so there's a lot, a lot going on here. All right, Scott, it's your turn. You can lay in, go ahead. Just, just lay yeah, it on. I there. mean, really where, 
where to begin is really what I have to say. <laughs> I mean, let me start out by just by just making this completely known because I feel like so many Army fans just live in la-la land when it comes to this matchup and just say, and I get a lot of, oh, well, we'll see after the game starts. And uh, all right, against my better judgment, um, I didn't want to bring, in, bring this up because he can't defend himself, and I'm not going to say anything too off-color here, but a, a contributor who is an Army fan basically said, the keys to the game is that Army has to play flawless football. The balls have to bounce the way, the right way for them. And Michigan has to make a lot of mistakes. In what world is that a game plan? And I truly believe that that's what Jeff Munkin's game plan is going into this game. because And it just goes to show how rudimentary their entire system is. Their system is back to basics football, and it's awesome. It's worked well. Jeff Munkin has done the job that he's hired to do. He's a very smart man. It's a tough thing. Limiting mistakes is a very, very tough thing. But it's what he's hung his hat on. It's not enough to beat Michigan, okay? And if we think about it, the game spread opened up at at minus 17.5 for Michigan. So for Army to even cover that, I I would say that the burden of proof right now is not on me to say that Army can't can't win this game. the, The burden of proof is on Army fans to tell me why... Army has a chance of even covering, much less going way over the cover and winning that game. So I just really don't see it. And if you think about it in recent memory, uh, Air Force went into the big house and had a really good showing a few years ago uh, in 2017. And Air Force, uh, granted, this was coming on onto a down year a little bit. Uh, so we'd already lost Weston Steelhammer and Jalen Robinette and a few players like that. But we had some players who played absolutely out of their minds. Um, on defense, Marquise Griffin had two pit, uh, had uh, two breakups um, and, and tip balls that basically saved us from going down 14 points even more. Um, and we only lost that game 13 to 29. So you have to think that Jim Harbaugh, his thought process right now is not undervaluing a service academy team. And I mean, you know how crazy he is. I mean, he's going to go in ready to play. So. Um, I, I just really don't see it. And, and if you were to, if really the only thing you could do to make any kind of comparison is look back to the army, Oklahoma game where army played probably the game of their lives. And I would say that this year, um, dealing with, uh, Shea Patterson, I mean, he's not going to be as big as, as big of a threat as Kyler Murray was, but when you're talking about the teams that, um, that army's used to playing that that difference is negligible. Both of those quarterbacks are light years ahead of anybody that they're going to face on the rest of the season. I mean, he played at the IMG Academy in high school, then went to Ole Miss, and then now at Michigan. Like, he's very good. Um, and then if you look at the rest of their team, I, I would say I-, I legitimately believe that Army will be held to seven points or less, and I really don't see any way that they get they get any pass that. And I'm, I'm being serious. Look at their quarterbacks. They've got preseason first-team picks – like Lavert Hall at corner, Josh Metellus at safety. I, I just don't see it. And then now losing Wolfwork, I mean, that's a huge loss. And, and Army's left over with some big, bruising players who I think are going to get worn down on the running back. Their running backs are what? Like 5'8, 195, and 6 foot 245. So I, I, I really just don't see it. And, and I don't know where those gaps can be filled in that we can even make it a 10 point game. It just doesn't seem possible to me. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, it's good. And so like, let's, let's rephrase this then. So even Kayla has kind of said, you don't see a W here, right? Am I, am I, I, am I okay with that? No, definitely. However, okay. I don't, I don't want to say that army is banking on Michigan 
rather making mistakes because I think they're going to play their game regardless, and I don't think Michigan is banking on making mistakes. I think they're just going to try and run their down and run their game and go through the center and just hold on to the ball because last last game against Oklahoma they held for like a little almost 45, 45 minutes comparison to Oklahoma, which was like under forty. So I mean they have like a system. I'm not saying that it's like you know perfect in the sense that it's like un you know sustainable for every game. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're expecting Michigan to, to have any big penalties or turnovers, anything like that. I'm not saying it's impossible for them to win. I just don't see it in the cards for them. I feel like I'm a little bit more optimistic than Scott. No, and I think that's fair. And that's what I was kind of leading into is like, okay, so we all kind of all four would agree if we're betting, if we're going to, if it's just straight up, this is a loss. Everybody agrees with that. Um, if that's what we're taking and, and but you're right. And to Scott's point, like, I mean, the Oklahoma game, if you rewatch, like, you're basically saying, like, Lightning has to strike twice. And you didn't even win, like, yeah, you went to overtime, but, like, you didn't win that game. But, like, you have to play the perfect game. But we've seen this in the past. You bring up the Air Force-Michigan game. That was a close game. You look at the way Navy played Ohio State a couple times. One time really close. One time um, close for the first half, essentially, and then kind of fell apart. Um, and the way Navy has to play Notre Dame, and, and you know, it's it's not it's certainly not impossible. So let me let me just rephrase the question then. If we're saying from a win loss perspective, we got a loss. The spread is seventeen and a half. At least the early spread was. They haven't released the spread yet for like um, for the game for those for week two. Um, but let's say it's something around there. So we're just going to go seventeen and a half. So let's just rephrase it in terms of the spread. Do you think Army covers seventeen and a half, Kayla? Yes. Yes. I, I I truly do, yeah. Scott? Um, no, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I think another factor that's going into this game, so not only Jim Harbaugh's recent memory of having to play Air Force, but you've also got to consider that they're going to take this game a little bit more seriously now that Army has received votes to be in the top 25 and basically finish 27th in voting. I think they're going to they're gonna take this game completely seriously, and I think they're going to go in and try to turn this into a statement win uh, which would be a little bit of a departure from last time where they kind of celebrated the military aspect. Like I said, once once you put these teams, once you put a service academy team into the top 25, the kid gloves are off, and they get treated like a regular Big 10, Big 12 team. And so I think that's what's going to happen. I think, I think Michigan's going to come out, try to make a statement, and really pop this team in the mouth. I can see that, but I feel like that's the mentality, though, of a lot of Army fans is kind of banking on that Oklahoma win going into this. I don't necessarily think that Army itself is kind of still riding this wave going into Michigan. Um, kind of like you said, Michigan may make this a statement game, but I think they're coming off Oklahoma in last season saying, okay, that was the, this year, this is this year, a totally new team, a lot of new guys, and we have some some kind of spots that we need to fill. So, Awesome. Uh, Spread. I, yeah, so I, I liken this to the Navy-Ohio State game in 2009. Navy went into the horseshoe, um, lost 31-27. That Ohio State team won, went on to win the Rose Bowl. Navy went 10-4 and with a win over Mizzou in the, I think it was the Houston Bowl at that time. I forget what it was called. Texas Bowl? Yep. I don't know. Yeah, what it was Texas called. Bowl. Yeah, Texas um, Bowl. And I, I think since this is kind of a week two matchup, that was a week one matchup, I don't see a, a four-point win. like a, That was literally a, a two-point conversion interception ran back for Ohio State to beat Navy. I don't see it that close, but I do see Army kind of covering, keeping it a two-score game at the end of the day. Okay, so you got the cover. Um, I actually think I would probably lean towards, um, right now, this could change 
before week two, but um, towards Army potentially covering as well. Um, but you give me you give think, me sixteen points, like okay, I can see that. All yeah, right. um, and I, I just really quickly like I, I maybe should have done some more prep on this before, but like I'm trying to look like going into this game right. Army's twenty seventh in receiving votes, um, so I just went from twenty five up to like. 19 just to like look really quick while you, while you guys are talking to see like is there any chance any of these teams lose and the answer is no so i was trying to see if maybe potentially you know a team or two teams lose army jumps in the top 25 now you got a top 25 matchup in week two to scott's point um of, of whether they come out you know even michigan comes out even more so looking i mean it's a top 25 matchup in week two um but i don't think that happens i think that that army's gonna and that makes sense, right, for the poll that that they're not going to jump in the top twenty-five unless they beat Michigan, right? Like that's that's how it's going to play out. So, um, all right, let's take another break. Um, as expected, that was a long discussion on Michigan. Um, we'll take another break, and then we're going to kind of rapid fire through the rest of the schedule, um, stopping at three or four, you know, big bigger games for Army. All right, welcome back to the Against All Enemies podcast. We just had a long discussion on Army versus Michigan, and as we should. I mean, that's that's what Army fans are banking on. That's going. It's going to be a big game. I mean, um, I'm excited, I, re- regardless of um, you know the fact that we all four think the Army probably doesn't win that game. I'm still excited um, about watching that game. About that weekend, um, it should be it should be good. Um, and uh, the crazy thing is, there's no other Service Academy game on that day. So like, we all should be watching that. Like, that's going to be good, right? Like. Uh, noon game, Army, Michigan, Air Force has a bye, Navy has a bye. That should be pretty solid for us. And we, we should be able to get some more attention to that game than we would have on a normal week um, when all three teams are playing. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, but let's get back in. We got Army at 1-1. One one. Let's let's run through the rest of the schedule um, for you. So next week, UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio, Roadrunners. Do we guys, do we, do we, need, to, we need to talk about this? Or? It's a win. Duh. Okay. Scott, you good with that? No, I, I actually don't. I, I do have this as a loss. Um, and this... You, you what? Wanna, yeah, I do. I, I think this might be this my is, hottest take. This is the University what? of Texas San Antonio is that we're talking about? The six-game yeah. losing streak? Yeah. Last season? Runners. Okay. Just checking. Yeah, so the reason why is I, 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 and I legitimately believe this. I think that UTSA plays some, has, has played some pretty big teams. They started out their season last year with Arizona State. Uh, Baylor and Kansas State. They didn't do terrible against Baylor. They didn't really do terrible. I mean, they didn't do great against Kansas State. Um, but I think if Army comes in with really, really high expectations to Michigan, doesn't even get close to meeting them. I think they come in a frustrated and dejected team. They see a chink in their very simple system that Jeff Munkin has put up, and I think this could be a sneaky loss. Okay. All right. Well, I was not expecting that. I was expecting them to just roll right through UTSA. <laughs> I don't really know what to do right this second. Um, so the Roadrunners, uh, yeah, uh, led by Coach Frank Wilson, and you think that that they've had some success. They're three and nine last year, but they played close against uh, Baylor, lost by seventeen. That's pretty much it. I mean, they got forty nine to seven, lost to Arizona State, forty one seventeen to Kansas State, had a three game win streak, and then lost the last six games of the season. That was um, the only play. close game they had. Oh, and Texas State. That was the only close. So, so two close games for their season 
that they yeah i mean they, they had some closer losses i would say a 10 point loss to southern miss is not terrible uh right. three point loss to north texas last year certainly not terrible they lost 52 to 3 to uab um but obviously it's a new year We're, there's no reason to rehash kind of their 2018 season but so you're saying scott is they get blown out by michigan which is what you think is going to happen um and then coming off of that having to travel to utsa it's just a, a trap game in a lot of ways for a team that's going to be coming off of playing, also playing a, a, a power five team in Baylor, um, UTSA is, and you think that they're going to be set up to, to pull an upset there. I do. I, and, and let me be clear on this. I don't think UTSA wins this game. I think Army loses this game. Like I said, a huge hallmark of, um, of Army's success is their confidence and belief in the system that they use. I think if if Army comes in, they have a little bit of a chink in their armor, um, maybe aren't believing, like I said, frustrated, I think they can give this game away to UTSA. Okay. Well, because Austin and Kayla voted wins, then it's still a win in our count, but but we'll definitely take that into consideration. Scott has a UTSA loss as well. What's we up? need to keep hey. track of Scott's. <laughs> I'm going to keep track, though. Scott has the Army at 1 and 2, because I'm curious to see how this plays out, because I think it's going to be a pretty big discrepancy. <laughs> I was not expecting that. If, if it, no, if it makes you feel better, I, I really there I really do not have anything else like that on the schedule. It, okay. it was just that game. I, uh, I saw it, and I was like, you know what? If every, if every game went exactly as as planned... And as you would expect, I mean, what's the point of us doing this? I no, think this right. is the one, you know, that they can they can lose on. I will give you that. All right, can we skip Morgan State? <laughs> yes. Okay. Can anyone name the Morgan State mascot? I know this. It looks like a bear. It's a bear. Correct. Bears. <laughs> All right. Success. Everyone gets a hundred. <laughs> All right. Cheers. All right. So, like, this is a game I thought we would talk more about um, compared to UTSA, but we can skip over this too if we need to. But Tulane. No, I'm gonna. Um, can I chime in here first? Yeah, man, go for it. This, so this is, is the game. Off. This is the game that actually scares me the most if I'm an Army fan. Um, this is coming off a bye. They have a bye in between Morgan State and Tulane. Correct. And Tulane plays Houston on September 19th on a Thursday night, and they don't play again until they play Army on October 5th. So they too have a bye plus some more, right? Um, and Tulane is probably. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say the next most talented team, but they're up there, right? They're one of the top four opponents for Army this year, easily. Uh, and Tulane sees Navy now every single year, and there's some similarities in that. So uh, when you look back at how Army did last year around this time of year, they, they struggled to kind of beat Hawaii, right? It was a good Hawaii team, and coming from, coming from obviously, uh, six hours away is, is a challenge. But uh, Tulane... That's not going to be a challenge for them. So anyway, this game kind of scares me a little bit if I'm an Army fan. Um, and if I have to pick an upset that goes against Army, this is the one I'm picking for 2019. So let me go ahead and put you down for that then, right? Let's do it. All right. Scott? You're going to call me crazy. I think Army wins. I think big picture in this game, um, if if the season goes how, I, how I'm kind of thinking, like I said, the, all the film is out. All the teams know exactly what's going on. But what really holds the glue that holds Army together, I think, is belief in each other and belief in Jeff Munkin's system. So I think if if they get handed a loss at UTSA, I think they have a confidence builder uh, with Morgan State, a little bit of time off to regroup, um, maybe introduce some new schemes or really implement some schemes that they had been working on. Um, and I think that Tulane will give them a fight, but I think ultimately Army can pull out this win. All right, Kayla, what do you think about this game? I have this as a win, but I also can see what what Austin is saying is this 
could be the possible upset aside from Michigan. So I, I, I see what you're saying, but I do have this as a win. So you can knock that down for, for my points, especially because coming off a of bye week, they're at home. Um, you know, last season, Tulane suffered a loss against Ohio State, 649, loss against Houston, who we already had, had you know, relished over and over again that Army blew out in the Armfuls Armfuls Bowl. Um, and Tulane also fumbled 17 times last season, has a 5% recovery rate, um, which I thought was a fun fact. We know Army holds on to the ball. That's something that they do really well. Um, the system works for them, and they just do it over and over again, and they're at home. So I, I have this as a win. Okay. Um, so that gives Army the win according to our, our um, predictions, but I would say I would actually be in agreement with Austin. And so my, my if you're listening to this, my kind of thing to just throw out there, I think our Austin and I try and be pretty unbiased in this, is that this is the two Navy fans speaking who have faced Tulane the last four years and know the challenge that they present um, and how they have gotten better every year, right? Austin, would you say that? Like they've gotten better every year of the last four years. Um, and so we're telling you, um, we've seen this, I would be on the lookout for this game, for if, sure. If Navy's playing Tulane after a Tulane bye, like, I'm extra nervous. Yeah. Um, so that, that's just the two Navy fans that have, have faced Tulane uh, every year for the last four years, given our two cents. Um, but we'll, we'll give Army the win there. Okay. Um, so we get a win against Tulane, and then we get Western Kentucky. And this isn't your Western Kentucky of maybe five years ago, right? Um, this is a Western Kentucky team that's kind of on the downslide, not the same team as they have been in the past when they were kind of dominating Conference USA. So Western Kentucky, uh, what do we think, Kayla? I have them. I have them as a win. Um, I think the the last matchups uh, they won against Army was uh, 2013, 2014, and I think that was a different Army team that they faced. Um, so I think you know on the road and then coming off of uh, Tulane at home, I think this is a is a is a win for Army. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I like Army here as well. I mean, if, if I'm going to say that, you know, they lose a game to Tulane, I don't see them having really a two-game losing streak against those two opponents. So, uh, Army with the win. Scott. Yeah. Win. I mean, right. so we got to win. Pride Army. We're 5-1. Mid-season game. <laughs> Six what? in the Conference USA last year. Yeah. I, once again, it's not the same. I mean, this is a West Kentucky team that was, was – Yeah. Consistently at the top of the Conference USA for a while there, and they're just they're not anymore. I mean, they're dead last of the East Division. Um, so, yeah. Okay, and then we get Georgia State. Somebody brought this up at some point in another podcast, or maybe it was just in our Slack discussion, but Georgia State's not good, guys. I don't know. I don't know who <laughs> thought they were good. They're not, they're not a good team. They're, they're not, not sure where that came from, but um, just because they're in Atlanta, they're not, they're not a good team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe someone mixed them up with Georgia, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, yeah. Perhaps I don't know. I don't even remember where it was. Maybe it was on Twitter. It could have been anywhere. I just I don't remember where I'm pulling that from. But yeah. somebody it was Army related talking about Georgia State and how this is. It was trying to boost the strength of schedule in their minds of just like, oh no, Georgia State's a really good team. They've gone to some bowl games. I think they've gone to one bowl game ever. Um, and yeah, they're that's they're not a good team. But go ahead, Kayla, what you got? Win <laughs> no, I, State? I yeah, I have this as a win. They're. Uh, two and twelve overall last season. This is a first matchup for them, so maybe that'll be fun to watch, um, just for the sheer entertainment of of having these two teams play together for the first time. But uh, that'll that's pretty much it. Yeah, and it's in Atlanta. It's at Turner Old Turner Field, um, Braves Old Stadium is where Georgia State's home games are now. So that'd be cool. I mean, they get to travel Atlanta. That's probably a good game for Army, as from a recruiting perspective of kind of hitting that centerpiece of the Southeast in Atlanta. Um, so I'm sure that's going to be something they're going to be, you know, utilizing for that. But 
Austin, Scott, you guys agree that's a win or win? Yep. Army just playing an alphabet soup of lower tier conference teams. <laughs> so now we get Scott so we can't get, just say win. <laughs> we get this we is get the commentary. Mountain, well, well, here's the thing. Now we get a Mountain West game, a very poor Mountain West team in San Jose State prior to Air Force. So they're going to go back to back Mountain West here. Um, Army is, but San Jose State, October 26th. Um, same thing. We, do we need yes. to discuss this? This is a home game for Army. I think, so they're not traveling out to California. I think I said in the Air Force podcast that I always think of San Jose State being one of the worst teams west of the Mississippi. I think I could extend that boundary like further east. Like San Jose State <laughs> is not a good football program in the last decade or so. I mean, I feel like I. I feel like maybe it was a Keenan Reynolds game that was like high scoring or something. I forget where San yeah, Jose State that was, was a seven decent. Tu- they were a decent the offensive team, game. right? Yeah, yeah. That was that was the seven touchdown game for Keenan, where he, he rushed for seven touchdowns, and I think it went into like three overtime. And they had so, offensive production then, but couldn't stop anybody. And I now I don't think they can score or stop anybody. Yeah, well, they're I mean they've like won four games in the last three years or something like that. So this, the, uh, Brent Brennan's three and twenty-two and in his three seasons out in san jose so i mean scott you're the you're the resident mountain west guy you got anything to add here on this or yeah so for any army fans uh san jose state is like the the football school that players who played backup to a guy who went to either stanford or ucla goes to like they aren't very good but like they get some looks and then they go play at like this mid-sized school that just isn't known for football but kind of is so I, yeah it's it's an easy one for army it's, and it's probably a noon kickoff on west point right so even worse for a california team yeah, yeah. no it's a it's a noon kickoff it is a noon. i mean every home game for army is a noon kickoff right yeah so, uh, in the middle sorry, of the not day. trying to like once again pick CBS, apart the schedule, cbs sports it, man get it well it's not yeah, a fun Navy's time got the 330 game so yeah. um Okay, yeah. So it is a noon game for them traveling west coast, east coast. Yeah, we think it's a win. Seven. So, so we have Army at seven and one. Though Austin and Scott, uh, which so Kayla has Army at seven and one. Austin and Scott would have them both at six and two at this point, um, with the two different losses at Tulane, UTSA. Um, but now we get Air Force, and it's at Air Force. Um, so out in Colorado, there's always that factor, and Air Force has still played Army close last year, two years ago. In Colorado was the shutout that you know that Army fans want to continue to brag about in that game. Um, so Scott, I mean, I'm gonna give you a first shot here. I know we've already talked about this game once in the Air Force's preview, but um, I, I know that you think Air Force will will win this game. So why is that? Yeah. So and I I love the way you pose that question because like I said, the burden of proof I think is on the lesser component. So Air Force is is clearly improved since last season. It seems like we know where we're going. Um, with a lot of players, obviously quarterback is still frustratingly up in the air, but it seems like every single day, Troy Calhoun actually has found his voice and is making definitive statements about players. It also seems like another player, a new player is added to another trophy watch list every single day. And so I think that if you want to talk about improvements in the way Air Force is going to beat Army, um, I, it's just simple. It's expose, expose the fact that they don't make mistakes. And once we do that, control the football, put it put it on them to try and get the football back. Um, I think Air Force really has it locked up. I, I think with either quarterback can beat them. Um, and once again, I just want to reiterate, the score last year was 17-14. Granted, this was at home, um, and that turns into a little bit of a dynamic, but 
So Air Force <laughs> will be taking on um, will be taking on Army at home, which which I think anytime a team has to travel out and play at seven thousand two hundred fifty eight feet, that provides a little bit of an advantage. Um, and I, I really just don't see. I, I think with all the improvements and hopefully some improved schemes um, and clock management, and it seems like Troy Calhoun is in the right mindset right now. Um, I think it's going to be pretty easy to expose a team like Army this year. All right, I'm going to give Kayla's. Kayla, you go ahead and, and let me hear the opposite side of this because I'm assuming you think Army wins this game, but tell me if I'm wrong. But um, what are your I thoughts? I mean, yeah, I don't know why Scott is saying expose as if we're hiding. <laughs> we're hiding no, no, some it's, sort it's, of secret. <laughs> no, the, that's what I'm saying. There is The secret to, I, I've said this nonstop, the secret to Army is that there is no secret. Right. I mean, Jeff Munkin came out and said it. You have to expose the fact that they go for it a majority of the time on fourth down. So expose that. Take that away. I mean, you guys lost Wolfork. That was a big loss. You still have some quality running backs in there. But guess what? We have Mo Fafita. We have huge guys who, and we have uh, Jordan Jackson. We have huge guys on the defense who are not going to let them get those inches. Um, and in the fact that they, they thrive on not making any mistakes, force turnovers, expose that. I, I think that's really what I'm saying is like this game plan, it's so simple that we have to force Jeff Munkin to get uncomfortable, which then begets more mistakes, in my opinion. I can see that. I don't know if I – I think kind of late in the season, though, um, I kind of feel like in the groove and and going with the kind of pattern that we have or I have them winning, um, San Jose State and Georgia State before that, Western Kentucky, I think they'll get comfortable, and I feel like there could be some spots for missteps and, and maybe some fumbles, but I don't know if I I see that as an all-out loss. Um, I mean, I obviously, it was a close game last year, so I see that as a possibility, but I still count this as a win, so you can mark that down. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. just, just for the record. Well, so. That's what I expected. So this is what I expect. I don't, honestly don't remember what Austin said in the Air Force game, so I get to hear it again. So, Austin, what is your take on this game? Yeah, I think I remember what I said. I, we had talked about the Navy-Air Force matchup being – heavily favored historical trend of whoever was the home team won that game. Um, right. And then you looked at the Army Air Force and you said it wasn't necessarily as clear as that, but that was a large part due to Army just having a weaker program for six, seven, eight, nine years. Uh, so I think now Army has the stronger program and I think you can at this point in time kind of push home field advantage away. Uh, and not to say Air Force cannot win this game because I wouldn't be shocked if they did. Today, I'm saying Army still wins that game. Okay. Uh, I think so that's... one one last question that I did want to ask for Kayla, and I mean, you can tell me if you, if you think that Army has done a better job. I think if you look at last, last year, just the box score, Army got off to the early start. They scored 14 points in the first half. Our, uh, Air Force scored 14 points in the second half, and then Army came away with a field goal. I think if we would have played a fifth quarter, or had the game gone to overtime, I think um, a lot of people, even Army fans, would have to concede that Air Force could have won that game. Now, this year, because it was so close, I think Air Force has improved a lot more than Army has in their offseason. Do you think that Army has improved enough to be able to match Air Force's improvements? I think that Air Force is coming up to match, I think, the, the trend that Army is on, if that makes sense. Because I think a lot of new guys coming into the program and building them up with the slots that we have left, I mean, that's just the nature of it, and I don't know how long that's going to take for the 
for a lot of these, you know, freshmen and sophomores and, and knowing that we don't have Darnell on um, and a bunch of other slots. But I think it's more of Air Force matching up to the tempo um, and the system rather that Army has been playing for the past couple years. Um, so I don't know if I would say their improvements are matched because I definitely think the nature of the way the programs are improved or different. Let me just go ahead and throw my two cents in. Um, this would be a split for me, similar to the Tulane game, where I would I would actually say I think Air Force wins this game. I actually don't remember what I said in the in the other part. I probably said that I must have said. Well, somebody had to say Army won. I think it was a split two to one uh, on that. I don't even remember. But um, for right now, I'm saying I think I, I I think the home field does matter, and I think that another thing that we didn't bring up is um, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, but this at this in this game, Air Force was still split on. Who the quarterback was. I think um, both Donald Hammond the third and Isaiah Sanders played significantly in this game, and I, I I would like to believe I could be wrong here, and then once again this could change my mind down the road, but I would like to believe that by the time we get to November second this year, um, that will not be the case, and we'll know who the quarterback is, and there will not be that kind of controversy at Air Force, and I think that adds another little bit of an advantage to Air Force, and so if I was voting, I would give this to Air Force, but um, my vote doesn't count once again, so. Um, we still have Army with a win there. Um, all right, let's run through a couple more, more of these games really quick. Um, this I, I'll throw this out, but this would be a game that I think is actually a tricky game coming off of the Air Force game, um, coming back home to play at Mikey Stadium in a UMass team that is not a great team, but they put up a lot of points. Um, they're a pretty good offensive squad. Um any thoughts on UMass, or are we just we, we chalking up a win, or we think this might be a more competitive game than perhaps we would think at first? Anybody? I I, I mean, I, I have Army possibly losing, well, losing maybe three games this year, possibly four. Like, that would be kind of the worst-case scenario, I think, for the year for them. And I just don't see this being one of those three or four. Kaylee, yeah, this is a win, I'm assuming, right? I do. I was going to say, I have a loss for them, but this isn't the team that I have it. <laughs> and Scott? Yeah, I think this is a win, too. I mean, I'm I'm looking even at the, the games where it seemed like UMass put up a lot of points. Those were offensive-heavy teams where they just wanted to give the ball back to each other, and I think that was kind of I, – I didn't watch a lot of – I really didn't – I don't think I watched any UMass football last season, but um, <laughs> it does, I don't think it I've does just seem like they – They didn't make your list? Uh, yeah, I, I just think that uh, I think Army will slow down the game significantly um, to play at their pace, and I think they'll have no problem controlling the clock. Yeah, I, my, my, my only thing is that I think last year for Army, if I'm thinking through the, back through the games and through the schedule, it was Miami of Ohio, right? That was a game Army should not have gone to overtime and won by one point. Um, right, yeah. And, and I feel like there's going to be that game, and maybe that's the UTSA game for Scott. The two-lane game for Austin, I don't see it as that. I think that's an, an, a pretty even matchup, and that could game could go either way. So maybe that's just my thought, was maybe this is that game. Coming off of the Air Force game, um, regardless of how it goes, regardless of whether it's a, a big, huge CIC win um, and, or uh, you know deflating loss, that, that this could just be a, a tough game for them to come back home and play. But I, 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 mean, I understand why you guys would say it's a win, so... Give them the win. VMI, we can skip, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so let's talk Hawaii. We have two games left. We're already over an hour, but we'll, you know, five more minutes here or so. But, all right, so Hawaii um, is kind of the post-Thanksgiving game, right? Um, I have a bye after, after VMI before they go to Hawaii, but 
Army does have to travel to Hawaii um, to play Hawaii, um, and we know Air Force uh, Air Force has Hawaii this year, um, and Navy played them last year. So Hawaii definitely has some familiar familiarity, excuse me, with the with the service academies, and and could be a tough game. So what do we think about Hawaii? So I have them um, as as a loss for this game, um, which is you know, surprise, surprise, whatever. Um, but I, this was the loss that I had for Army. I think last year was a close game. Um, they only lost by seven. Um, and kind of rewatching kind of film from last year, I think it's still a competitive team. Like you said, they they've played other service academies, so it's not new to them. Um, and they scored seven in the first, second, and the fourth. Uh, for last season or last season's game, so I'm I don't know I I have this as kind of their loss partially also because of the travel even though that they're coming off a of bye week but I feel like this is also part of the time when maybe RB kind of gets comfortable um, and kind of sitting you know where I have them hypothetically speaking um, for the box score previous for previous teams and I feel like they they might kind of just let this one slip up. Yeah, and, I mean, this was a game that was competitive till the very end. Like, yep. Hawaii had, the I, last think, quarter. I think, had two last chances kind of um, down by a touchdown to, to drive down and, and had it close there at the end. And to your point, like, if this goes how we voted, at this point, Army's 10-1. and one. They've probably been ranked for at least a couple of weeks, a few weeks at this point, probably since the Air Force game. Um, and so they're a ranked team for sure. They got Navy next. I could see that. So, uh Austin, what do you think? Um, the, yeah, I gotta. I actually, yeah, I favor Hawaii in this game. I, I, it's never good for any East Coast team to travel all the way out there. I know that was our worry last year as Navy fans, um, and and Navy just kind of came out a little flat. Obviously, Navy was not the team we expected them to be after Week One uh, last year. But um, when you look at Cole McDonald at QB, they still have Cedric Boyd as a wide receiver. Like that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna throw the ball. Um, they're going to spread them out, and they're going to score quickly in that way. But also, speaking of my Ole Miss connections, Corey Batoon is the defensive coordinator there now. He was the defensive coordinator there last year against Navy and Army. He was actually oh, wow. maybe the secondary coach when Navy played at FAU. That was his very first game at FAU. He used to be uh, on staff at Ole Miss before that. Um, but he, So he's seen a lot of service academy option football over the last few years, and uh, the fact that it's a home game, and I think – he knows what does and does not work or is getting more and more looks at that on a year and year in basis. This is a tough game for army. Um, so I favor Hawaii in this matchup. Um, so this is just me letting you know that I'm not manufacturing. I don't hate army. I'm not manufacturing ways for army to win or for army to lose. I think army wins this game. Um, I think that Hawaii is really reliant on Cole McDonald, who I think is a fantastic quarterback. Um, but I think that Army that they're kind of a one-trick pony in that sense, and I think Army has the tools uh, to stop them. Um, the other thing is, and this kind of will temper um, my thoughts on it, I looked at West Point's schedule, and it looks like they have to be, so they'll go on Thanksgiving break the week before, and then that game is the week after. Um, and so I was thinking maybe if they could spend a few extra days out there, I, I don't know exactly when they get out there to get used to it, but if it's, if it's, or to get used to it, but if it's just a kind of arrive on Thursday, have walkthroughs on Friday and then play Saturday, um, that, that might be a little bit of a factor and it might be a little bit tough, but I, I mean, army knows this team, service academies know this team. Uh, and, and I think, I think army this late in the season can probably pull out a win over Hawaii. All right. 
like to hear that. All right, but we still have that down as a loss. All right, so last game. Let's talk Army-Navy. Um, obviously a big game. Kayla? I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to – it's a win. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to let <laughs> – I'm not going to give this away. Um, yeah. But also, I think kind of something is interesting kind of thinking about Malcolm Perry and coming off of um, last season and some injuries and kind of some unsureness there. Um, obviously, you want him to be healthy going into the next season. Um, I think that's something big that kind of Army doesn't really have to worry about totally in that season coming coming off of Kelvin Hopkins Jr. Um, but I, I'm not saying this is like a, a blow blown out you know game. I think it'll you know still be entertaining to watch. But I don't have them. I don't have them losing. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being optimistic. Just I go can't ahead and say it. I mean, I'm. <laughs> go ahead. I, I mean, I, this is the year, man. This is it. <laughs> every game, Not year every, fourteen. Every year Army four. Navy game has been close, and Army's so-called like dominance in terms of just winning. Like all of Navy's losses the last three years have been what, one-score games, right? Like, yeah. I, Zach Aby's first start, the missed field goal, and then. A very close game last year. Yeah. Well. So I mean, it's t- it's Navy's time, man. Simple as that. Kenny Reynolds, senior. Let's do this. That means yeah. I got. That means I got Army with a, a, with a. What did I say? Kenny Reynolds. Kenny Reynolds. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, I, like, right. yeah, I think we're living. He's coming back, back y'all. <laughs> after dark. Right. <laughs> living in the past. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was supposed to be a few years ago podcast. No, but I do. Have, I guess I do have Army on a two game losing streak to end of the year. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> back to back loss. I mean, I, so I, but if I Keenan, maybe... but if Keenan Reynolds comes, I like our chances too, bud. Just saying. <laughs> well, will they play receiver? He's yeah. knocking the quarterback and his game the receiver. Do it um, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with Austin. Obviously, um, I think that, that this is Navy's year to stop this small streak. Uh, that's about a fifth of Navy's um, streak that they had. Ministry. Oh my um, god. And and. Uh, to your point, you call you say Keenan, but Malcolm Perry, like this is his, he he has um, gotten a chance to play, you know, pretty much every year that he's been there in the game hasn't come out on top, and and I just um, I, I'm I guess optimistic now heading into the year that that some of these changes and developments in the offense and um, and his game will translate to more opportunities for big plays, and that he'll have a couple of those in the game and. That'll be the big difference. Scott, though, it's your, it's your call. My vote doesn't matter. Yeah, so obviously we're looking at the uh, the second-place Commander Chiefs trophy game here. Right. And that's great. I think it's, uh, right. I think it's, it's already God. been decided. This, At this point, it's already been that. decided. Right, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, it, yeah. Well, it's not I even mean, for the trophy. The trophy won't even be there. No, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a second-place race, though, to see who finishes second and third. I mean, we could always have a push the following year. Um, no, but... Yeah, like I said, if if everything goes with my big picture, how I've kind of talked about Army, that I think that their their system is is way too simple. Um, if they've gotten beaten up um, a few times throughout the season and kind of realized that hey, this this oversimplified triple option football, um, it, it's not foolproof. I think that Navy can come in, and I think it'll be a close game. It's always. I really, I really do love this game in all seriousness because it is always so back and forth and there's always so many turnovers. Um, but I, there's just something about this season that feels like Navy has it. All right, Scott, so you are welcome to the Army Navy tailgate if you can make a trip to Philadelphia. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, we we're gonna we're gonna do a big at the at Army Navy this year for, for sure, and maybe Air Force and maybe even Army Air Force. So we got big things coming starting next week. I mean, I'm I'm pumped. I'm super excited um, for next week, Holy Cross, and kicking the season off. But this is what I want to leave with. We're we're well well over Scott's allotment for us for an hour, but. Um, so we had Air Force at eight and four, right? And Navy at eight and four. Um, go ahead and, and I, I just go ahead and confirm for me here, Austin and Scott, that both of those would be above what most people would say are the expectations, and, and that's a successful season for both of those teams, correct? Yeah. Correct. I think they have Air okay. Force six and a half, Navy six for the overrunner. Yep. So we predicted them above at eight and four, eight and four, and I wasn't sure how it was going to play out for Army, but we have Army at ten and three. Uh, on the year and so this is Kayla and then I, I'll get Scott and Austin's final take and then we'll sign off here but 10 and 3 I'm not sure every Army fan is going to say that's that's a successful season and that's what we're predicting here on our a podcast so 10 and 3 at the end of the year um, and based on our vote for this episode that's a one in one split of the CIC um, so depending on how that played out, Navy Air Force, that would be the deciding factor, I guess, in who retains. So then maybe they retain it potentially, but they don't win it outright this year. Um, so they don't win all the all the service academy games, and they go ten and three. Is that a successful season, or is that is that not meet expectations? I definitely think it's a successful season. I like we said we talked so much about this schedule in the you know in the past and it being kind of a cupcake schedule and it's like what what more do you want i think the kind of obvious losses for me at least and kind of them putting up a fight but um losses to be expected and then maybe you know at the end if they kind of dwindle down and get comfortable but i think it's something that army can still hold their hold their hats on i i think um you know scott was right in the beginning and saying you know the highs are high and the lows are low so when you're on a high you want to ride it and i understand as a fan in general as a college football fan as an army fan you want to do that and, and ride for your team so i understand um but i do feel like um to be realistic i think that's an okay way to end the season okay awesome is this a successful season if they're 10 and 3 and they lose the navy uh i i mean yes i do think so i think taking a step back looking at all of our predictions when you Look at our Navy and Air Force both at eight and four. I think if Navy and Air Force are both eight and four, Army's ten and three. Like that's just a good year for service academy football. And then we're splitting hairs and we're talking about who's winning what game because that could be a coin flip. You know, if you play that game every Saturday, right? So um, I think that would have to be a successful season across the board for against all enemies. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that, Scott. Um, I mean, I will say. Yes, for myself, like just looking at Army kind of across the fence, um, it's a successful season. But I would say that I can understand why a majority of Army fans would say no. And in my mind, it's because when you craft a schedule that like complete with all the game times that you want, with all the, the teams that you play, you can place your bye weeks, all that stuff. It seems to me that what you're looking to do is just completely dominate and prove that what you have is working um, and and to make a case for yourself to get into a high bowl game and get ranked. And so I think that it's effectively with the way that it's set up, anything but a perfect season is could be considered unsuccessful. So, I mean, I can, I can understand. I'm, I'm kind of sympathizing with the maybe one or two Army fans who, are, who would listen to this and say, no, you know, we need to win out, so. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely a six. I mean, if you say a 10 win season is not a successful season, then that's, I don't know. I mean, I don't care who you are. Like, what are you like? I, I don't know. But at 10, 10 and 3, but I think if you, if it plays out the way we just kind of depicted to your point, Scott, of like the bowl game and where you end up, and we know Army. You know, it's kind of last minute where are they going to end up? They don't have a bowl contract. I don't think they have one this year either. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but um, I don't think they have a bowl contract. Anybody, right? Am I, am I right there? I don't think they do. Um, I don't think they do. Yeah. So 10 and 3, and if, if they're 10 and 1 ranked, and then all of a sudden they lose to Hawaii and Navy in consecutive weeks, and now like they went from potentially, you know, a, a much higher tier bowl game as a 12 and 1 team, and now, I mean, things could start to look less, I guess, rosy um, than they did, you know, in week 11 or week 12 or whatever. But I still say, I mean, 10-win 10, 10 season, that's a successful season. So, all right. Long episode. I'm actually surprised how long that took. That was the longest of our schedule previews, which I thought this would be like half the time of the other two. <laughs> um, but I guess that's how, that's how it goes. Um, but we will be back next week Listen, to talk I, when you week had, one. When Scott wants to mention that Army's going to lose to UTSA, I mean, all, all bets are off. So Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. And we were, like at, we were like at minute like 42 by the end of the Michigan game. So <laughs> it was going to go over an hour at that point. But Well, the benefit of me being the, the producer of it is that once I get, get a chance to sleep on this and listen back to my lunacy, I'll probably cut this down to like 30 minutes. <laughs> Hey, that's good, man. That, that's you. You, you. you make that call. I give you that free reign on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, we're going to be back next week twice. We have two episodes next week, guys. Y'all realize that? Two episodes next week. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll record, uh, like, week one overall Service Academy preview. Um, and so, we'll try and break down those games that we really didn't break down much. I, I would say the game we broke down the most was Air Force Colgate of those three. Um, but we'll break down the three games for week one, and then we will get you set up for our first ever live podcast recording from Mission Barbecue in downtown Annapolis next Friday. It's going to be a good weekend. Um, looking forward to college football starting. Can't wait to talk with you guys next week. So we're out. Congratulations to the Navy midshipmen. Winners of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, the great Air Force Falcon.